Welcome to the Military Child Education Coalition podcast, the show that illuminates a wide range of challenges and triumphs our military-connected kids experience. This episode was made possible thanks to the support from the Air Force Officer Spouses Club. Recently, the webinar team hosted Captain Heather McNatt, an assistant professor and recruiting officer at Air Force ROTC Detachment 842, located at the University of Texas in San Antonio. She discusses how leaders aren't born, but made in the Air Force ROTC. We hope you find this information helpful. Thanks so much, Catherine. First of all, I want to thank you, uh, Captain McNatt, for joining us today. We are really honored um, that you are able to join us and can answer some of these questions that have been posed. Um, before we jump in, would you mind sharing a little bit about your background and what brought you to join the military? Sure. I grew up in South Texas. Literally, if you look at Texas on a map, the southernest uh, part city, Brownsville. Um, that's where I grew up. And I knew that I wanted to go to Texas A&M since I was in middle school. My eldest sister went there and I just fell in love with the campus. Um, I wasn't planning on joining the military. I then kind of stumbled my way into the Corps of Cadets that's at A&M. And from there, I got a scholarship, not an ROTC scholarship. It's a Texas Armed Service scholarship that's specific from the Texas legislature. Long story short, it required me to serve. And at first, I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen after I took Country 101 and got a B. Um, but so I changed my passion to nursing. And just kind of as I went through the Corps of Cadets at A&M and Air Force ROTC, it, it was one of those things where things didn't work out the way I wanted to, such as nursing school, medical school, but I ended up where I needed to be. And I had a career day in ROTC, and I saw this woman who was a second lieutenant, bubbly personality, maintenance officer. And I was like, I want to do that. So I got my first choice. First station was Dias Air Force Base. And ever since then, I fit into maintenance. I love working with airplanes and I love serving my country. Uh, so it kind of just stumbled my way upon it. The reason I joined was my grandfather from my mom's side was Lieutenant Colonel. My mom was like, go Air Force. I was about to go Marines. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have made it, but that's, I just kind of stumbled upon my path. My dad was in the Air Force also, and my grandfather in World War II, so that's really cool. Um, so I have a couple questions that have been uh, posted. Um, how do you conduct interviews with out-of-state students who are looking for scholarships? So they will get, depending on your location and your zip code, you will fall under. Okay, so the website that you apply is called Means, and if, if you go on to airforcerotc.com, scholarships, apply now, follow the tree, It'll take you to wings. Your um, child or student will create a profile based on their zip code. They will then be located to the detachment that's closest to them. So if you live in a more rural area, you may have to travel. I don't know if they reimburse you. That's the only question I'm not 100% on. Um, but based on your zip code, they will put you to the closest detachment, and that's where your interview will happen, no matter if they want to go to a different school. Thank you. This next one, I think you've addressed that the Air Force ROTC program is a three to four year program, but their question is, can students still join ROTC programs their junior or senior year in college? If not, what options are available to students who become interested in joining during college? So good question, because I did kind of mention that in the brief, but I didn't clarify. So thank you for making me uh, explain myself. Air Force ROTC. Uh, nationwide requirement is that they have to be a full-time student that is defined as 12 hours undergraduate 
or uh, nine hours graduate for the duration of the program up until their last semester. So there's some ways around that. Let's say I do have a couple of juniors who join the program because, you know, they're like, okay, I want to serve. They join the program as an AS100, academically they're a junior. They are a full-time student, and let's say they received their bachelor's degree a semester after they attend field training or even before field training. Well, it's up to them to find how they're going to be a full-time student for the duration of their program, whether it's the three-year or four-year. Um, a lot of people go for the four-year just because three years is a little bit more competitive. Long story short, you got to be a full-time student for the program. So you can. You can easily be a, a senior. Problem is with scholarships. Scholarships from Air Force ROTC are not made for people who already have a bachelor's degree or covering your master's. They are centered around people who are seeking their first-time bachelor's degree. That's where it will come into play. However, absolutely, juniors and seniors can. Let's say they don't want to do a master's program. They can get their bachelor's degree in their sophomore year and be a 12-hour full-time student undergraduate and just be taking fun classes. Schools are different, but that's at least how it is at UTSA. So I believe you answered the next question in your response just now. The question was, are ROTC scholarships available for graduate students? And I believe what you answered is, it is not available for graduate students. It's slim to none chance. It all depends on the requirements that come out. And I always refer to my civilian that I talked about, Mr. Yano. Um, he said it's slim to none and he has hardly seen them covered. So I'm going to piggyback off one of those other questions that we talked about. How does joining Air Force ROTC as a sophomore differ than those who enter in as a freshman? So it depends on the program that they use. And it kind of goes back to the junior and senior program or uh, question, sorry, not program. Uh, if they choose the three-year, that means they will come in as something called an AS250, which is an in-between a 100 and a 200. So their freshman and sophomore year will be uh, combined, and they will be taking those 100 and 200 in-portion classes together. The reason that is difficult, though, is that fall semester, if you come in as a 250 and you're trying to do the three-year program, you are going to not be ranked in that commander's ranking very high because you're competing against other people who have already been there for a year, if that makes sense. So um, you can come in as a sophomore, but then be an AS100 and do the four-year program. And once again, maybe you will have to find a way to make up some classes to be a 12-hour student that last year or last couple of semesters. Um, but it just also depends on the school. I Some, some schools offer different programs. Some don't offer a three-year program, depending on the commander. Do the number of scholarships um, or the recruiting numbers fluctuate from year to year? So I heard you say in the presentation that it's way more competitive than ever before, that there's a limited number of scholarships, but does that fluctuate from time to time? It actually does um, fluctuate from time to time. And that all depends on who the Air Force ROTC um, commander, like higher headquarters commander is. So it all goes back to money. It does. And, um, you know, ROTC doesn't get a whole lot of money. Sometimes you see that you will see more high school scholarships come out in that year versus in college scholarships, but they are trying to have a more um, focus on in college scholarships. Reason being a lot of high school scholarships, we, we don't see a lot of retention and we see a lot of people in their freshman year not make third. Um, so what Air Force ROTC is trying to do currently is to shift the pot of money to students who are already committed. 
such as our POC, who have already gone through field training and raised the right hand in a uh, contract. So it, it just fluctuates. It depends on where the commanders at the higher headquarters want to allocate the money and how that falls out. So it, it changes from year to year. Do you have to be on scholarship to join Air Force ROTC? You do not. You absolutely do not. The main focus of ROTC is to get you into the military, not provide for your school, which that's a benefit, right? That could come from it. But yeah, you do not. Um, We had a question just come in and it asked, could you please explain the different types of scholarships available to high school seniors? How many years are funded? Um, the caps on tuition amount, and the major requirements. I know there was quite a few components there, so just let me know if you need me to repeat any part of that. Okay, absolutely. So first things first, uh, there's only, I know on the website, they say there's different types of scholarships. As of right now, they're uncapped. So that was this past year. That was a change. So there's no type one, type two from what we were told this last year. So it's uncapped. um, So it covers tuition um, with the $900 book allowance, and then they also get that monthly stipend. The next portion of that was how many years is it funded? Four years. And then caps on tuition amount, as I mentioned, this year it was uncapped. Major requirements. The major requirements is more for the in-college scholarships. If your uh, student or child receives a high school scholarship, they are kind of, though, constricted to that major. So the biggest thing is that if you do receive a high school scholarship and you're uh, along the application process, your child or your student said, I'm going to do this major, it's going to be very difficult to change that major. What do I mean by that? Air Force does look at STEM degrees a lot, but you don't need a STEM degree to be an officer. Like, as I mentioned, my degree is health. We have a lot of cybersecurity. That's not technically a STEM degree. We have a lot of even uh, biomedical engineering. You know, there's different things uh, that don't actually fall under STEM. If you receive a high school scholarship, and your student or a child major is a STEM degree, it's going to be hard to get approval to not no longer be a STEM degree. So that is what's difficult about I'm going to ask another question kind of tied to majors. Um, I heard you say there are no restrictions in majors to be a part of Air Force ROTC, but are there specific majors tied to Air Force ROTC scholarships, or can you major in anything? It all depends. So that's what changes from year to year. So for example, this year, I am the AS100 instructor. We have several people that we're looking at to compete for an in-college scholarship, but we haven't heard the requirements yet or what people are eligible. Um, So it it varies. It all differs. And maybe some STEM degrees are looked at more, but then also it may just be somebody that has a very high GPA and has a great commander's ranking. It just depends on what higher headquarters comes down with. And we hopefully will receive those for this next year um, in about a month or so. Um, So it just depends on the semester and depends on the degree. So we have someone, another question about graduate school. And the person asked, can I be a graduate student and join ROTC without scholarship and commission after? Absolutely. But the issue you're going to run into, um, you, you absolutely can. The issue you're going to run into, though, is that full-time student status, because usually some graduate programs are only a year and a half, two years. If you do a program that is four years, you have to find a couple more semesters on how you're going to be a full-time student, which is where I said that you could maybe do some undergraduate classes. Granted, you'll have to pay for them out of pocket, but you could do 12 hours of kinesiology classes 
just two biggest requirements in order for you to commission that you have a bachelor's degree. I don't care when you got it, that you have a bachelor's degree and that you finish all ROTC requirements. So I'm going to say an acronym. You're probably going to have to correct me on how I say it. Does the DOD MERB board medical process take place prior to being accepted into ROTC or prior to commissioning? So correct my acronym. I'm sure I, I uh, totally butchered that. So Dodmer, you know, military is famous for turning acronyms <laughs> into actual words. You know, it's like, what's the point of an acronym if we're just going to turn it back into our own sounding word? Uh, <laughs> but Dodmer. So uh, Dodmer happens before they compete for a field training slot. So you usually initiate it within your AS100 year. Uh, spring semester, maybe even towards the end of the fall semester, AS100 year, and you have to be cleared before they attend field training. Some, when I attended, I needed to be cleared before I competed for a field training slot, which would have been the spring of my AS200 year, right? So it, it varies from year to year, and sometimes they've been a little bit more flexible coming out of COVID, but it will happen before they attend field training, and they have to be cleared before they attend field training. So this may vary, but what is the monthly stipend? It varies on year. Let me check real quick as far as, because it varies on your year. So it varies from $300 to $500 a month. How can participants find out um, which schools specifically have the Air Force ROTC programs? Is there a database somewhere? Airforcerotc.com. Okay, that's easy enough to remember. <laughs> and and the, what, what stinks about that, though, is if you want to go to one of those cross-town universities, so for, um, for in San Antonio, right, we tailor to Alamo Colleges, uh, Texas A&M in San Antonio, UIW, all of those. They don't have a website. And so it depends on the recruiter, and I'm trying to establish websites at those universities. It's a little difficult, but AirForceROTC.com will be your best thing, not the university website, because they may not have an Air Force ROTC webpage for that school. So if someone wants to go to medical school, is there anything specific that they need to do for ROTC and scholarships? So, depends. <laughs> Famous Air Force answer. You don't necessarily need to do ROTC if you want to go to medical school and there's different pathways, you can achieve it. I can't get into all the ins and outs because I'm not a health professions recruiter. If you have actual outside recruiters for that. So, you know, you have the HPSP, uh, the health profession scholarship program. That's an opportunity you can, and that's for medical school specifically though. And so with that, you don't need to attend ROTC. You have the uniform services university, which is basically a joint medical school. You don't need ROTC for that can go through ROTC and use it as a backup plan. What I mean by that is, let's say you have a student who's interested in medical school, they go through ROTC at the same time they're getting their bachelor's degree, don't get accepted into medical school. Well, then they can fall back on a non-line job, so aircraft maintenance officer, and then still go into the Air Force and still have a job at college. So it just depends. But also sometimes when people do, let's say a biomed degree and ROTC, their grades sometimes may suffer because their um, attention was put into other places at that time. Um, we got a question in regards to uh, uh, students with exceptional needs. Are students who are considered twice exceptional, meaning highly gifted, but also have some disabilities, let's say dyslexia or ADHD, qualified to apply? So that's where I will go back to, I am not a medical professional. And so you can apply, um, you can also be in ROTC up until the point you do that Dahmer process. 
I, I apologize that I can't give you an answer, but I also don't want to sit here and say yes or no to you, um, whoever is asking that question or anybody else who have those medical concerns. I'm not professional, and that's why we have that uh, Dobber process, that medical board. They will be the ones to clear you or not. And if you want to get it started early or the child or student wants to get it started early, just tell them to let the detachment know and they can get those doctor's appointments done early. And then they'll have to go back and forth with the review board. So like giving them all their medical history and stuff like that. But it just all depends, different situations. So I think you touched on this a little bit and, and gave some suggestions, but what are some tips to create a competitive application for an Air Force ROTC scholarship? Um, so biggest thing is if they're a junior right now, right, they're, they're, they'll be the next year group to apply. I hope by now, though, that they have leadership, community service. Um, it, it kind of goes back to, if y'all have heard this from the Air Force, whole, whole airman concept, whole person concept. You know, you want to see somebody that if I ask them a question on what does integrity mean to you, they're not just giving me the basic answer of like, well, you know, doing the right thing when no one's looking. No, it, it kind of needs to be more personalized into that. Uh, you you want to see somebody that is well-rounded, good grades, good physical fitness uh, score. So they will have to take the physical fitness assessment for that scholarship. They should score above a 90. Uh, physical appearance. We do have heightened meet standards. Some people don't meet those. You won't get the scholarship if you don't. You can still do the program. You just won't qualify for a scholarship. So there's different requirements, well-rounded, leadership experience, community service, team experience, kind of all around, good GPA, good physical fitness assessment. Well, I know we're getting close here on time, so I'm going to wrap up with the final few questions. Um, can you share a little bit about what is the Air Force commitment uh, for ROTC programs? ROTC, four-year commitment, I'll let you get one of those rated jobs. Even if you go for uh, medical school, uh, if you do that HPSP, uh, and you get your medical school paid for, you only have a four-year commitment. Um, besides the rated jobs, such as pilot, combat systems officer, air battle manager, or a remote piloted aircraft, those are all six years. Besides pilot, is 10. Are there any final words of advice or anything you'd like to share before we wrap up? If your child or student is considering military, no matter what the branch is, go ROTC. The reason being, when you already have your bachelor's degree and you try to go to OTS, OCS, whatever branch equivalent is called, it is very difficult to get in contact with a recruiter. And the recruiters will tell you, sorry, we don't have any officer billets this year. Um, you can either wait or you can go enlisted. ROTC is the most transparent besides the academies, right? The academies are higher up. The ROTC will be the most transparent and it's the easiest route as far as the transparency on what the stages are that you have to complete. Um, so that's my biggest um, advice. Thank you again so much for joining us today. I can tell you that I have been working with this organization since 2009, and I took endless notes, and I learned so much about the Air Force ROTC program. So thank you again so much. Absolutely. We appreciate Captain McNatt taking the time to share her knowledge about the ROTC process. I have to agree with Tara. I learned a lot and have a better appreciation for the steps one has to take for entering college through the ROTC. If you're interested in watching this webinar in its entirety, the link will be in the show's notes along with more information about the Air Force ROTC programs. Thanks for listening to the MSEC podcast. 
the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. If you've enjoyed this episode, like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to leave us a comment to let us know the topics you want to hear more about. We'd like to give a special thanks again to the Air Force Officer Spouses Club for supporting this episode. And we hope you will too by giving today's show a five-star rating. For more information about MSEC programs, go to militarychild.org. My name is Susan Sellers, and until next time, live a great story.